If you're ready for freedom from the grind, then passive income from real estate investing is the best way to get you there. If you don't know where to start or what to do next, then the Rent Roll Radio Show is the best place to get you there. Join us while we discuss the best practices, strategies, and mindset you'll need and give you actionable content to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Brent Roll Radio listeners, as always, I'm your host, Sterling Chapman. Today, we're joined with Brent Bowers with the Land Sharks. I'm pretty excited to have Brent on because I want to deep dive into land because it's just a it's a subject matter that I haven't spent a lot of time on. But, um, you know, in, the, in our in our current uh, environment, we're always looking for, for new and different strategies. So, uh, Brent, welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining us. Hey, hey, Sterling. Yeah, man, I've enjoyed the conversation so far even before we hit the record. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm, I'm happy to share and provide as much value as possible. Awesome. Yeah. I have a bad habit of, of getting into the good stuff before I hit record. So hopefully we can <laughs> recreate it on the air. So just tell us about yourself, introduce, introduce yourself, your company, where you came from, what you were doing before, how you got into real estate, what you, what you're doing these days. Yeah. My name is Brent, uh, Brent Bowers and, uh, I do land deals. I, I, I buy and sell vacant raw land. That's my main business. Um, I was in the military for eight and a half years. That's what allowed me to get out of the military. Um, that was a good time while it lasted. I just uh, wanted to be home more with the family and I was gone all the time. So I found uh, a guy, I was listening to podcasts just like this one. And I heard about a guy flipping vacant raw land back in 2016. And I was like, man, I've never heard anybody else talking about that. Everyone's chasing after the dirty old stinky cappy houses and like a it's like a, you know, a feeding frenzy when you show up to this fixer upper and you can't even get in. And these guys are paying more than what they're worth. And I was going to the foreclosure auctions and I'm like, how are they paying that much? And when I heard that guy talking about land, I immediately just started taking action. I started mailing postcards to vacant raw landowners and my phone started ringing and I just did one deal at a time. What 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 kind of vacant raw land are you buying? Where are you buying it? Why are you buying it? Who are you selling no. it to? I had no, I didn't know any of those answers back then. I just heard that guy on a podcast, and I was like, if he's having half the success that he's saying he's having, I can quit my job. So it was it was I went I literally called the the county treasurer's office in uh, El Paso County, Colorado. This is Colorado Springs. I was stationed at Fort Carson at the time. Um, I'm not really doing a lot of land deals out there anymore. I've changed. I've, I, I've, I'm going after, you know, different areas of where there's high demand. Um, I'm not saying there's not high demand out there. They're blowing up out there. They're building houses left and right. Um, different, different parcels of land, though. But I went after the vacant residential land that was behind on taxes. So, so you're buying the lots. You're just you're not buying a a big chunk of 30 acres. You're buying like a quarter acre lot in a neighborhood no. that just hasn't been built on yet. I had no money. There was no way I could have bought 30 acres. Um, now, now there's ways to buy it without money. Now I know the ways, but uh, back then I had no clue how to do that. So I was buying land directly from these owners that were behind on taxes. Sometimes it was $500. Sometimes it was $285. But what I would do, I would flip this land for like 5,000. Or I would sell it on seller financing. I would find a buyer on Craigslist that would pay me $400 a month and $500 down. And that got my, my steam rolling going. I, I was able to pay off the credit cards, get some money in my savings account finally. And then I started you know, getting these parcels of land under contract. 
And I would assign that contract or I would basically sell my contract to the house flipping guys, builders, developers, because a lot what I found a lot of house flipping guys, they get sick and tired of doing these renovations and opening up a big old can of worms or a hornet's nest. Literally, I see your eyes rolling. I guess I'm talking to you. (laughs) And I didn't realize they wanted to buy this vacant raw land. And it's so easy to find these house buyers because they're advertising everywhere. There's signs on the side of the road. We buy houses. They're doing Craigslist ads. They're paying Google pay-per-click ads. They're at the top of Google. So I just start, started sign, assigning my contracts to, to these guys. And then I start like I, then I did like a $74,000 assignment fee. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. <laughs> um, so I started getting more consistent. I made a bunch of mistakes. And I didn't make the mistakes uh, – well, let me tell you why I made the mistakes. I made the mistakes when I started making money because I was working my army job. I was working like 13, 14 hours a day for the military. So I was taking shortcuts with my land business because I thought any parcel of land I bought, I, I would be like King Midas, the Midas touch. Sure, sure. Turn it to gold. Well, I started making Wait, stupid mistakes. Anybody who anybody who lived through 2020 through 2022 thought they were uh, Midas. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. I, I had just went and it's funny, like I went in 2019. You want to talk about bad timing? So the first time I got in real estate was 2007. Bad timing, right? <laughs> the uh, the second time was 2013. Thank God, better timing. Um, so I had to take a little break. You know, like you get punched in the stomach, you got to take a little break from that. You know, do you, I'm just do you, mind, do you mind sharing uh, about getting punched in the stomach? Yeah, 2007, I got my real estate license. I bought a house the next week uh, as soon as I joined the brokerage. I rented that property out. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to leave my lawn business because I had a lawn business that was doing very well. And I'm going to go sell real estate full time. Well, about six months later, I had no more money. And I had to ask my in-laws if I could move in with them. Um, And I had to reset. 2009, I went into the military to go back to school. Um, And then I took a little break. You know, I never lost that house. I sold it in 2019 like a dummy. Um, right. I, <laughs> because you could have sold it for twice yeah. as much two years later. <laughs> yeah, I could have. Never sell your property. Never sell your rentals. By the way, learn from me. Um, and then 2019, I had a pile of cash from doing these land deals, and I went and bought a lake house in Florida. Nice. 2019, right? You're following me. Right before I knew what COVID 19 was, mm-hmm. and I, I I put it on Airbnb. We literally booked out for like three months straight. I thought, and then, and then shut it down. I thought I was so smart. We we flew back to Colorado in March and started hearing about this thing. My land business stood still for two months. All everyone canceled on Airbnb, and the house is sitting vacant. And I'm just like, I just blew through all of our cash. I'm not making any money right now. Well, we saw we well, we thought we weren't making money. All the land buyers kept paying. Because we seller finance this land. Yeah. We seller finance it on payments. That's where our passive income. So thank God we were getting the payments still. Kind of like you talked about your yeah. rental saved your right. butt during the house flipping. So yeah. it's been an evolution. You know, it's been a learning experience. I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't change any of it. Um, you know, well, actually I would. I wouldn't have sold a few of those banging rentals. I could have, could have uh like one of them I bought for 190. And I sold it and I made a great profit, like a hundred thousand dollars net profit. But I just see where it sold for like six ninety nine the other day. And I'm like, oh <laughs> so 
So funny, funny topic, you know, like we were chit-chatting before we hit record. And so I've had houses that are just not selling because, you know, the interest rates shut up so quick on us and just kind of halted the market. So we've we've had to reposition and sell off some of our rentals to cover some of those shortfalls. And I hate it. I'm like you, man. I just I wanted to own those things forever. Um, and, and and for me, I was telling somebody that luckily I'm I'm selling some packages to some some friends of mine. So that like when I see them sell it in 10 years for twice as much, it won't hurt as much because I love them. I want them to do good. They're going to rub it in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least it's, at least it's, you know, going to a friend and not, you know, a competitor or something. So, but I mean, so, so what now, how long have you been doing the land deals now? 2016. So yeah, a little while now. So, so you've, you've honed it in. What is your specific strategy now? Oh, you want all my secrets. All right, here we go. Let's go. So my specific strategy now, it's gotten a lot better. Like I, cause I didn't want to leave one job and go into another job because there's a thing called Parsons law and it creeps in. It fills the task, fills the time that you have. And I scaled it. I got up to like 15 people. I bought the office and and all, all these things. And I was just doing deals to pay, pay salaries. And I was like, this is not the way you run a business. So I had to scale back down because scaling is dangerous. Um, but the strategy now is I go in and, and there's so much like we don't have enough time to talk about why the strategy came now. But I was working way too hard to sell this land. Now we go in and we figure out where land is in demand. Like, where's the land selling? How much is it selling for? Who are the land sales specialists? real estate agents, because those are the people that are going to sell it for us. Now I used to have three people full-time working to sell this land constantly. And I was paying all the subscriptions to all the land websites. So paying a couple thousand dollars a month. Now I just find the best land specialist realtors that go and look at the land before I buy it. Sometimes they have a buyer ahead of time and don't even have to buy it. And I just assign my contract. Um, But they're the ones selling it for me. It all starts with figuring out where the demand's at. And once you do that, once you price those areas, we use a program um, and I can give it, I can give it anybody the link to that program, the landsharks.com forward slash CRM. That's the program that we use to send these letters to what we call the don't wanters, the people that no longer want the land. Right. And we get it at massive discounts. That's how this works. That's how we're making profit. A lot of people look at land and they're like, there's no way to cash flow on land, right? Right. Well, I love that they think that way because that gives there's virtually no competition in this business because I was the same person. I never bought land. And I first my first house I bought in 2007. I started buying more rentals in 2013. I never even looked at land until I heard that guy on the podcast in 2016. So I get the land at a massive discount and I sell it for a little bit more and preferably on payments. Okay. So who are you selling it to on payments? Who am I selling it to? Man, anybody and everybody, you know, my first several parcels that weren't buildable, uh, like they were just weird parcels of land. Like I sold the truck drivers. Uh, one, I sold to a concrete company. They just wanted a, a place to park their uh, their trucks. Um, another non-buildable parcel of land that one I bought for $285, the first parcel, I flipped it to a realtor for five grand and she sold it for 15 grand like a year later. So mm-hmm. speculators, um, you know, now I'm doing more like infill buildable lots, like the stuff that's like off of, you know, roads 
that has electric and water and, and, and maybe sewer lines ran to it. Those are amazing. I sell those to people that want to build on them, builders, house flippers. And when I offer that seller financing, I offer it at 30 years. I know they're not going to pay me for 30 years though, but the first like seven years of that mortgage and the bank set this up. I didn't do this. That's the reason why the banks are the biggest, prettiest buildings in every city and every state is because they know about money. So I'm just following their lead. So I give them a 30 year mortgage. They pay me for three to five years. And all those payments are pretty much all interest. Right. And then I get my profit on top of that. Nice. Nice. So how are you targeting and finding out where the land is on demand? Yeah, you can check that. There's a lot of free resources. Like you don't have to be a real estate agent to do this. I'm not a real estate agent anymore. Like that continuing education, that was like for the birds. Um, <laughs> I let that license go so quick. And it's expensive as heck to have a license. Um, but I just use the free resources like Zillow and Redfin. Yeah. I go to sold. I look at land only. And I look at what's been going on in like the last six months. Awesome. So what, what, uh, what city and states are you targeting or are you national or are you, do you say? Yeah, we're, we're in Alabama and Florida and Utah. These are some of the states I buy in. Um, but I don't recommend when people are just starting out, go in your own backyard. You know, there's a lot happening within a few hour radius of your own backyard. Why do I say that? Because like your first couple land deals, you might want to go look at, or you might want to go meet the buyer or meet the seller. And you don't want to have to jump on a plane. You want to get leave on a Saturday morning, get home by noon and do the deal type thing. Uh, so I started out in my own backyard. Awesome. And so you start in your own backyard, but now you go into other areas. So can you, can you explain why those specific areas that you're going into? Yeah, the demand, the sheer demand. I want to see the parcels of land selling and I figure out my area and then I expand to another one. So it's it's really easy to expand in these areas. Like I'm not leaving my house. Like I was just talking to a, a seller in, in Arizona. He's like, it's just terribly hot out here. And I was like, yeah, man, it's great. It's nice and cool in my office. <laughs> the land sales specialist realtor is the one that goes out and looks. Yeah. So I guess... You know, where where I was kind of leading that is, you know, what drives the demand? So the, when we when we're looking like like I don't personally buy apartment complexes in my backyard because there's there's just not a lot of demand drivers. Right. Like to your point, where's the demand and demand drivers for for uh, residential renters are population trends, job growth, job diversification, supply and demand, crime and poverty. Right. And so we, 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 you know, when we look at all of those and I look in my backyard, I like, I'm like last on the list across the board. So that's why I don't buy, you know, $10 million apartment complexes in South Louisiana, but I'll I'll be happy to do it in Houston, Texas or Atlanta, Georgia or Charlotte, North Carolina or or somewhere like that. So those are, those are the, the demand drivers for, for, for the buildings. And I was just curious if they're, are they similar or do you have different demand drivers for the land? Absolutely. They're similar. Am I tracking those? Heck no. It's because it's super easy to figure out where land is selling by looking on Zillow and Redfin. I have no clue what the crime is, what the population is, what the median job income. If they're, you know, now granted you can get little tips and it would be insider trading if you're in the stock market, but like where's, where's Tesla going next or where, where's Evian going? Where's Facebook buying their next plot of land? You figured stuff like that out. 
now you're getting on the path of growth. Like you're now getting on the front end of that wave, but I'm already just seeing where the wave just hit. Like, like, like you mentioned, uh, Texas, I think just now, you know, Austin, Texas, Tesla went out there. Like you can see, like, it looks like little heat maps of where land is trading, basically selling. So that's, I keep it that simple. I'm just a knuckle dragger that, that was in the military. There's a reason why I do land, you know, I'm not a, apartment complexes and and doing the evaluations and the pro formas and and the projections on those that like blows my mind but i can look <laughs> at a piece of land and see this is a half acre parcel that sold for fifty thousand. this is a half acre parcel that sold for fifty thousand. this is a half acre parcel that sold for fifty thousand. okay i need to be about twenty thousand dollars for this price and i know i'll make money because right. i just got this a beautiful piece of land this asset under contract that's worth fifty thousand. For twenty thousand, nice. How have you seen um, your business affected by the current interest rate environment? So, like for you know, for house flippers, uh, you know, stop, stop me in my tracks trying to sell a bunch of houses when interest rates spiked, right? For apartment complex owners, uh, the ones that we had bridge variable debt, or it's not a great time to have high interest rates. You know, but but for you and your business, now I know, you know, it doesn't sound like you you deal a whole lot with interest rates you if you're probably usually either buying the land cash or or not buying it at all and just assigning the contract but i'm just curious if like the people you're in buyers are being slowed down by the interest rate and how that's affecting your business and if you're having to make any pivots to adjust to that yeah it's helping us it's helping us i believe because they're taking my financing over the banks and a lot of times banks won't finance land so we're not really with the banks um and Let's talk about the sell side for my sellers. And most of the time, the sellers know that. If you took away all the financing today for everything in this world, the price of everything would go down. Like, right. like think about it. Like, sure, F- sure, sure, sure. Like, where people are paying like $70,000 for an F 150. Why? Because they can finance it for like 90 something months. Like, a friend of mine right, just right, right. and I was like, How much did that cost you? That thing is beautiful. He goes, I don't know. It's $750 a month. Right. Typical right. American. Yeah. How much does it cost each yeah, month? Yeah. I try to explain that to my team all the time because they always get caught up on the value of the house. And I was like, like people don't buy houses based off of the cost of the house. People buy houses based off of the monthly payment, right? People, exactly. people, people's limitation is not like, is can I afford? The question is not, can I afford a million dollar house? The question is, can I afford, you know, $5,000 a month, right? Exactly. And, 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 and that's just, and that's just how our entire economy works at this point. Exactly. So, yeah, for example, you know, you buy a $605,000 house, you get a 2% interest rate, your payment's $3,000 a month. Well, now those same people can only afford about a $399,000 house if they want to pay $3,000 a month. And I'm just pulling those numbers out of thin air. Sure. You're you're dead on. So with the with the land, when these sellers are selling it, Banks aren't financing on it. They have to either sell it to me at a cash discount, a good price, or they need to be the bank themselves and offer me financing. And a lot of times I pay them principal only payments, AKA 0% interest. I'll give you an example. Um, I'm buying a piece of land right now in Utah. It's worth 550,000. That's the blowout price. That's a 30 day get her done now sales price. It's in Park City, Utah. Um, it's like a ski resort area, rich area, but um, I'm getting it for 335, 335,000. 
Well, I've, I've uh, been able to negotiate with the seller to where I'm going to come in with $150,000 down as my down payment. And I'm going to pay a private lender 12% interest on that. And I can use it up to one year. Mm -hmm. The seller is going to finance the remaining amount, which is 185,000. So 335 minus 150 equals, I think, 185,000. So it's 185,000 at principal payments, 3,000 a month for one year. So I literally just secured financing at 0% interest, $185,000 because it's land. Like houses, that's a lot harder to do. Right. So you mentioned that you uh, you teach other people how to do this. Yeah, that's my passion. I, I enjoy the heck out of it. So tell me a little bit about that. So we created the Land Sharks program. Remember we talked about Parsons Law? Um, I had a lot of time in 2018. I was up to like 15000 a month in payments. And I literally just left my army job. I was making $4,500 a month. So I felt rich, honestly felt mm -hmm. rich. And I was like, well, what else do I do now? And I was going on all of these coffee appointments. We started a meetup for real estate investors. And I was like, literally going on coffee and breakfast and lunch. And like, I wasn't going on dinner appointments because I was with my family. But I'm like, man, I'm literally like just people are picking my brain all day long. And by the way, I hate that word. Like, Mr. <laughs> Sterling, let me pick your brain. Basically, I just asked you like for free knowledge that you spent years to figure it out. And a friend of mine was, well, I shouldn't say a friend, uh, Tom Kroll. He's a mentor of mine. He's now a friend. He created Wholesaling Inc. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a host on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I'm their, their land coach. And I do a case study every Friday with one of my land shark students. But he said, Brett, you know, are people having success with what you're teaching them in land? And I was like, yeah, some of them. But really, no one's taking action. He goes, like, how much are you charging them? I was like, nothing. He goes, well, there you go, dummy. You're not charging them anything. That's why they're not successful because they don't value what you're giving them. And most of the time I was paying for the coffee. I was like, just a sucker. Um, <laughs> so I started one-on-one -on -one coaching people. And before I knew it, I had 16 people that paid me like a thousand bucks. And I didn't like, I was giving them away, like things that were like one guy I started with one-on-one -on -one coaching, Lance King. He's literally just moved to Maui, which terrible timing. Right. Um, him and his six children, like that's how much money he's making in land right now. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to take this and build a course around it. So we built the exact action steps. Now it changes over the years. We have to re-record it all the time um, of my entire playbook of my land business. And then we do weekly support calls. I have an assistant coach. Now I have other sharks, other land sharks that have done very well also doing the support call. So it's just an amazing community. We're all doing land deals together. We've got lenders and buyers in the community. Um, it's outgrown me. Like I had no clue, but that Parsons law, I needed something to do with my time. <laughs> awesome. Well, it sounds like you found something productive. So I want to hop over to our radio round real quick. Just three questions to help our listeners get to know you a little bit better. The first one is what is your favorite book? Man, uh, my favorite book of all time is a land remembered. It's a fictional, it's a historical fictional book about three families. Uh, they basically were starving to death because they they escaped the Civil War. They moved down to Florida. By the third generation, the guy owned like all of Miami Beach. So okay. one of my most favorite books. What's it called again? A Land Remembered by Patrick Smith. It's about real estate too, actually. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check yeah. it out. Um, what's your favorite quote? 
Um, you know, my favorite quote, geez, there's so many of them. Um, I don't really have a, a, a favorite quote, to be honest. Uh, I, I have, I have a new one every day. I have a, a, a log in uh, every time, every time I hear one, I'm like, that's my favorite quote now. And I, I'll nope. put it in my, of uh, my Evernote. And then I look up and uh, after a year, I'm like, wow, I've got like 56 favorite quotes. <laughs> Yeah, I got my favorite quote right now came from two boys. Um, I'm trying to find it on on YouTube right now, but uh, it was two boys. It was uh, if you look up kid, very inspirational and motivational speech ever heartbreaking. It was two boys playing basketball and they said, if you want anything in life, and I just watched the video this morning. If you want anything in life, you got to work hard for it. Do you want to be a fish or a shark? And I was <laughs> like, those boys have it figured out. I'll drop a link to it as well to you awesome. in the chat. Awesome. And then what's your favorite thing to do outside of work? I love uh, camping and hunting and fishing. Um, I've got three kids uh, and my oldest, he's seven years old. He loves all that stuff too. For his birthday last year, he wanted to go hunting, hog hunting um, and, and camping. And I'm like, man, it's like my birthday too. Uh, I love boating. Um, we have our lake house. So yeah, all that stuff. Man, I have a I have a four year old and a two year old boy, so I can't wait till till they're th that age to to start enjoying that kind of thing as well. You're close. <laughs> well, Brent, I really appreciate you joining us. Can you tell our listeners how to get in touch with you, how to find you, how to hire you as a coach, how to how to invest with you? Yeah, the easiest thing is go to the, to the landsharks.com. Uh, schedule a call, fill out that application. Uh, if you really want to just bypass all that, text me, you know, 863-801-6959. Um, I'm on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram under Brent L. And yes, the L stands for land. Brent L. Bowers one as most of my uh, social handles. Awesome. Well, Brent, thank you so much for joining us. And we uh, look forward to keeping up with you on your journey. Thanks, Sterling. Talk to you later, man. This episode was brought to you by Crestworth Capital. If you're a busy professional and ready to make passive income from real estate investing, then go to CrestworthCapital.com where you'll be able to download a free copy of our ebook to help you get started today. Until next week, happy investing.